During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp on that note on that note let's booze it up let's booze it up <laughs> doing it doing it okay so this is the boozy sitters club i'm sure you know that you clicked on the pod i'm stephanie i'm nell and this introduction is still brought to you by a friend of the pod roxanne uh, but if you dm us it might be you if you rate <laughs> review and or subscribe Send us a screenshot or just your word, depending on who you are. We might believe you. We might not. Um, we probably you won't can believe you. Sponsor our introduction. <laughs> it really doesn't take much. We don't ask for much. No, at, you at can do it as a holiday gift. Oh well, yeah, we could do a little holiday personalized gifts. message to loved ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll record. We could record like your voicemail because don't you want that? I mean, maybe at the end, people do. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you're new to the pod, we uh, we drink, we reread the Babysitter's Club, and we talk about the themes and if they hold up today in this 2020 world. And what we like about and them craziness. and what we don't like about them. Turns out we each have very particular dislikes within the series. <laughs> we, that, is, that is accurate. Yeah. So uh, this this week we read Christy and the Snobs, mm-hmm. which um, I have to say, when I revisited our wild speculation, I was right. The dog died. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad about that if I misled you and you were not prepared. <laughs> I, I, I was not prepared. I once I started reading it. I realized what was going to happen and is what I thought was going to happen. So to sum it up, the book starts with Louie, their old collie. He's been going around to everyone's rooms and sleeping in their beds. And he wakes up, Chrissy wakes up with him in her bed and she notices that his paws were cold. I don't know. Is that a thing? Like, I don't, sometimes my dog's paws are cold and she's Perfectly dry or fine. wet or whatever. Um, so they're setting you up that something is not right with the dog. And then at the babysitter's club meetings, they're on Christy again about making friends in her neighborhood. And and they get a, a call from one of the like they've they've handed out some flyers in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and they get a call from one of the families in the neighborhood. So they're like they encourage her to take it because they're like, this will be perfect. Yeah. And there was an incident at, at the bus stop where her bus was late. She's like the only one that goes to public school. And Which is basically what was featured on the cover that we yeah. talked about. Um, I will say I was a little I was proud of myself because there's a big thing about the the dogs and the breeds and all of that. And the the snobby girls down the street are very proud of their like very expensive dog. And I guessed right. It was a Bernese mountain dog. You were I actually thought that I was like, oh, my God, Nell was right. It was a Bernese mountain dog. 
And yeah, so Chrissy's really quite shitty to them for no reason. But they're also quite shitty to her for no reason. Yeah, it was it was generally like neither neither one of those sides came out very well. It was like showdown at the bus stop and both of you were jerks. Yeah. So the whole rest of the book is how Christy deals with this one particular girl, Shannon, and Louis just keeps straight on deteriorating Oops. in the most horrible of fashions. Heartbreaking. It, oh, God. Should we throw to Louis so we can Let's, recover? Yeah. Louis, tell us about Louis. Christy's mom got married again last summer, and now Christy and her family live in a new neighborhood. The kids there aren't very friendly. In fact, they're, well, snobs. They criticize Christie's clothes, they make fun of the babysitter's club, and worst of all, they laugh at Louie, Christie's pet collie, who's going blind. Nobody does that and gets away with it. Christie's fighting mad, and she's not going to put up with it much longer. If anyone can beat a snob attack, it's the babysitter's club, and that's just what they're going to do. So we're back. That was Lewis. Always a good time. We're glad he's back. We're glad yes. he's black. Thank you. Black. I said <laughs> not black, but <laughs> I meant back. That's a, that's a interesting very- segue <laughs> into talking about what we're drinking. Yeah. So um, we are now finally post-election in recording and when you hear it. And I have just kept saying since... Biden was announced president-elect. We need to... We owe our democracy to our new lord and savior, Stacey Abrams. <laughs> yes. So we are celebrating all of the black women who have voted, been the backbone of the Democratic Party for so organized. long. Organized. Fought for all of our rights when people were trying to take away theirs fuck those people thank you so much so we are celebrating with a wine from a female black owned winery called the mcbride sisters and we are drinking their black girl magic rose and both of us are drinking it yes same drink i have not tried it yet i have like a big gulp because i was trying to make a reel and i just kept pouring (laughs) it's fine so it's good. Oh, that's nice. It's probably a little sweeter than I would like totally go for. Do you have the bottle near you? I don't. I, do I not. kept it it's in, in the, the fridge. fridge. Yeah. Um, it's not like, it's not overly sweet, but it, no. I wouldn't classify it as dry. But it's good. It's good. It's refreshing. Eminently drinkable. Yes. And it's actually really good for the weather that's now in Florida, so it's still a little warm. Well, we made it through the surprise hurricane. Oh, yeah, we made it through the surprise hurricane. So. Right. How was your hurricane? Did you lose power? Uh, I, don't, I got a little flickers, and then I think maybe in the middle of the night, I think like, so my, uh, it's kind I don't think anything is wired. Maybe this is on purpose, but like sometimes some outlets will lose power, but some will not. So um, I think there were like a couple that did lose power because like my there was like a clock that had gone out. But everything else, all the major things like, you know, 
my computer and my refrigerator were fine. Still worked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm on the grid to the hospital, so I'm usually fine. But yeah, yeah. surprise hurricane. You know, because it was 2020. Yeah. Um, But for the weather that is supposed to be happening right now in Florida, which I guess would be early summer for most. (laughs) It's a good... High 70s, low 80s. Yeah. Not a little humid. But but not oppressive. Yep. Like it's Cooler in the mornings. It's a good Florida fall, the rest of the world, early summer. Yes. Drink this on a porch. Yeah, it's a porch drink with your girlfriends, if you have them, or your boyfriends. I drink with whomever the fuck you want. I don't care. Friends, by yourself. This is a a versatile wine. Yeah, it's quite good. They have other ones. I was trying to find, um, they have canned wine, mm-hmm. and they have one called She Can, and it's got, it's like white. Cute. I think it is, a, I think it's a white. Um, so that's actually what I was really looking for, but apparently I'd have to go, go far. Go. Yeah, no, I think that's... they only have it in like, whatever, a different town. Anyone across a bridge. No, that seems so, like a lot. Yeah. This was available and it's quite good. Quite and good. I felt it was appropriate for yes. us celebrating. Yes. Celebrating. And we're going to, um, probably from now, which we're in November, um, now until um, the runoffs in Georgia, um, th- that we're going to um, just kind of encourage people to, um, what's the word? Volunteer. Vote, volunteer, donate, well, vote, vote yes, if you if live in, in Georgia. If you're in Georgia, vote. But if not, um, support Georgia, either mm-hmm. financially or with text banking or phone banking, um, yep. Get the word out. All we'll of put that some for resources the in the show notes. Um, Stacey Abrams' fair fight is great, and Latasha Brown, who is another person who, if you have not listened to her talk, she will make you feel like you can do anything. Look her up on the YouTube or the Twitter. I think she's on Twitter. Anyway, she's great. She's been doing a lot of organizing. Um, those are two women I find very inspirational. And so we raise a glass to them. Yeah. So we'll be wherever we can noting, um, supporting the Georgia effort um, throughout the next month. Month, and, month a half, and a half. Six weeks. That's terrifying. Whatever it is. So, But we made it. We motherfucking made it. And today Arizona was officially called... And Georgia, so oh, Georgia, apparently. Georgia's the, doing their recount. Their recount, but they're, oh, no, it was Arizona that was in the margin, whatever. Anyway, all good things. All we, good things if you're not into Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> in our view right now, all good things and, or some good things. And just know that, you know, Gen Zers, Millennials, Gen Xers, we're all going to be joking about Four Seasons Total Landscaping our entire lives, and our children will not know what the hell we are talking about. It's like when people make Watergate jokes, and you're like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't. I saw all the president's men once. <laughs> um, I did see a picture on Twitter that someone posted a picture like looking out of their window and had written, it's like seeing a celebrity 
and there was a landscaping truck. Like, you know, the ones where they bring equipment and they yes. come out and mow the lawns and on the side it said Four Seasons and oh it was God. like, it's in the wild. It was, I mean, that, if, that was just the most beautiful capper of the whole time. And the I know he, his fuckery is still going on and we shouldn't be surprised he's doing exactly what he said he is. He's doing the exact same playbook that yeah. he has build his career on but man the landscaping it's it, it was, was quite something you came down on a golden escalator and went out next to a dildo flash sale and crematorium and crematorium everyone I, everyone forgets about the cream we cannot forget about the you crematorium. cannot forget about the you cannot it's prime real estate yeah so good anyway so should That's we what we're a, drinking. That's how we're feeling. We break. A wee break. A wee wee. A wee wee. Hello, boozy friends. The T-Man is back. No, not the trip man. Ha ha. It is T-Rever 2000 with a reminder for all you crazy kids out there to be safe this holiday season and please wear a mask. If you want to make old Saint Nick and Hanukkah Harry proud, you will cover your face holes and keep your cooties to yourself. Merry happy everyone and let's hope 2021 sucks a little less. So we're back. How you doing? Um fine, good, okay. Um I as I was saying a little bit earlier to you, um I just have had a lot of the of the Zoom or the the FaceTime or, you know, online video calls. Video calls both work and otherwise. So, which is fine for work and great for the otherwise, because obviously it's always fun to see friends and stuff like that. Um, but it, it just takes a lot out of you. And I don't think you realize that until you just do it back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. And even if it's something you want to do, and even if mm -hmm. it's like something you, people you enjoy talking to or whatever, it just takes a lot of effort in a way that I, I didn't realize. So I'm fine. I'm great. I'm just a little like, <sighs> I'm glad it's the weekend or going to be. Yes. Not when you people are listening to not this, but when we're recording it. When we're recording. I understand. I feel I, I have not been on as many Zoom calls, but I feel you. This past week, I legitimately just feel like a lot of the stress from the past four years. And it's not like the work is done. The work is legitimately just beginning. Yes. But at least, God, he's not going away, but no. it's, yeah, it's I like didn't a realize, small reprieve. I didn't realize how not. much, and I feel like this is just not to get too heavy for the boozy sitters, but I feel like I've been holding my breath for four years and I finally just let it go not to sound like Elsa and then I just keep thinking about the privilege that I have as a white woman who has access to so many things I take for granted and I just keep thinking about if this is even one-tenth of what we have allowed people of color to live through that is just a fucking unacceptable and we as white women have to do so much better so much better. Yes. I feel I like it's like when you're in a pool 
and you do that thing where you're like, I'm going to see how far I can swim underwater. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I can totally make it the length of the pool. And you're holding your breath and you're holding your breath. And then it's like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta take a breath. And you pop up and you're sure that like, you're just right at the end of the lane and you pop up and you're not. And then you're like, oh, it's still going to take a lot of effort to keep going to the end. I feel like that's how I feel right now. Yes. And I'm just I mean, taking I've, a deep breath, which is great. But. I have never volunteered more in my life. I mean, I will say I am so mad at Miami. I called so many of those motherfuckers and they hung up on me. And we worked so hard. We flipped fucking Pinellas County and Seminole County and Osceola County. And those motherfuckers down there, this is a lot of fucking. I'm just so mad at them. It's fine. So mad. On the, oh, on the flip side, on the positive aspect of it, one thing I was reading that basically was like, I think something that, that this can teach us is to be more aware that voting blocks, I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. cannot be assumed to all be the same. Women don't no. vote all the same. Men don't vote all the same. Latinos don't vote all the same. Black people don't vote all the same. And I think for a really long time, that's what's assumed when people are going to try and get votes in a very targeted way. And so if nothing else, maybe this kind of shows people and will help on the like, how do we organize and how do we get out the vote that we can't just say, we're trying to get out the, again, air quotes, Latino vote. We have to target to people. And yes, people living yeah. in Miami are different from people living in Texas, are different from people living in Arizona, are different from people living in any other state in the country. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Man, that got really heated there for a minute. It's fine. I have been getting heated about so many things. But you're right. It's a repeat reprieve i can't talk i haven't even hit the sauce that much and but here we are this is where the work starts and we got to be better better allies and if anyone is listening and is like you know what i want to do something but i don't even know where to start i don't even know and that's intimidating and i'm not going to do anything because Mm -hmm. i don't know where to start please let us know you can email us you can dm us you can do whatever and we will chat with you and we'll give you resources that we have or we Mm -hmm. will even just if you want to have a conversation about whether you want to volunteer or want to be a part of it or whatever yeah i mean and i'll be honest this is the first time my phone banged and it was terrifying i mean i was texting Nell and our friend megan the whole time like i'm going to die but i kept doing it and And then you leave a and i didn't die um most people were nice no one yelled at me but a lot of people hung up on me also, who's answering these phone calls now? I'm very confused. Right. <laughs> Although, and and I will say it made me more conscious of the people. I didn't get any phone calls, but I got people texting me and it made yes. me more conscious of them. So that there's that, a person there. <laughs> so there's a person. And so when I was like, I've already, you know, people are like, I early voted. So like, if I responded and said, I've already voted, please take me off your list. I would also include thanks for your work. Like, thanks for the thing, you know, your effort. Like it was a, it was a 
a reminder that there are other people on the line. And even if you agree with them, it doesn't take a lot to just be positive and help mm-hmm. them, like give them a little boost of like, don't waste your time on me because I'm good, but also like, yay you. And it does help keep you going because every once in a while when people would do that for me, I was like, okay, I can call the next person. I can text the next person. And I know we're now proselytizing about the that you need to volunteer for democracy. But I do think another good thing out of all of this is that none of us can take our freedom for granted. We Absolutely. Can't. The only way our system works the way we want it to work is if we're part of it. And I did – every time I felt anxious, I signed up for a shift. Yeah. I still felt anxious, but I felt better. At least I felt like I was doing something. And even though we didn't flip my state, we flipped we flipped the county I live in. Yeah. Which says something because the northern part of our county is intense. Less than flippy. Um, <laughs> and I think it's another another thing just to keep in mind, like – if you are not a person who can or wants to phone bank or text bank or do anything in a person to person manner, there's other ways of volunteering. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to volunteer, that's okay too. Yeah. But then, you know, just kind of just be aware because I know- think if the more that people are self-aware, the more that they'll start to kind of realize how they can help the cause that means the most to them. Yeah. And also thinking about how to use your own channels in a positive way. Instead of griping on social media about all the things you hate about the other side, maybe post something about that's positive and why you agree with or you're supporting what you are supporting and showing a human side to something you really care about, whether it's climate change or just getting back to some sense of decorum in the world, it's always better to be a little positive than it is yeah. to just attack. Or so have a conversation with someone in real life instead of posting on social media. I mean, my big win for this election season really was the day I went to visit my parents and my father started explaining to me why we call Latinx people Latinx. That was a very proud moment for me. I mean, it's like how in high school, I'm pretty sure I got my grandmother to um, stop calling Asian people Oriental. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she was born in 1911. (laughs) So, but I remember like super earnest me at like... 14 being like grandma oriental is not what we call people oriental is for rugs it's for which rugs now even now like mm, that might in be. the 90s it was for a rug not yes. a person yes so but it was just like i you know it's that the more that you can continue to talk to people the more she didn't and i know this sounds like trite or whatever she didn't mean anything but without anyone correcting her she would have continued clear it's not like my father was saying disparaging things about hispanic and latino people it was um just 
it was very sweet to hear my boomer father explain why. Yeah, I guess I mean we needed to use a gender neutral term, and the fact that he even used gender neutral, I was like, who are you? Seriously, I'm so confused. It's more he also like started talking to me about why like gerrymandering is bad because of down ballot. Ra- I'm like, you've been listening to me, but I know, I know you think that you got this from Rachel Maddow, and it's I will fine. take that win. Anyway, should we talk about the book? Yeah, we should talk about the book. (laughs) Let's talk about the book. So how would you rate this book? Um, Well, I think I was like already going to like it more coming off of the mysteries because we're back to Anna Martin. She is a much better writer. Much better. If anyone ever like questions like how good a writer she is, just read a non-Anna Martin book. Um, Like I think... Like a three, a three or a four. Like it was good. As we've talked talked about, um, Louis does not make it through the end of the book. There may or may not have been moments when I cried. I, I There were moments where I had to stop reading and shockingly my dog actually let me um, give her a little bit of a snuggle. Sure. She was confused as fuck by it. It's fine. Um... But yeah, I know there were other things about this book. And I'll I'll give it like it was well written. I enjoyed the story. It ended up being fine. I'll give it like a three or a four. Yeah. Let's say three point five. Three point five. We'll go three point five. But man, the dog I, I mean, you know what? <laughs> killed me. Killed me. And we're gonna jump around here. Like we've already spoiled the entire like spoiler part of the book really but um one of the big things is david michael has Mm. no memories without louis he's basically like grown up with this dog like they're very bonded and so he takes it really hard and he's young enough that he can't like christy removes herself from the situation a little bit and and can see it objectively of mm-hmm. this dog is old, this dog is in pain, and and eventually deciding to put him to sleep is the right decision for Louis. And David Michael doesn't have that objectivity yet. And, no. and not that he it does anything, you know, bad or crazy or whatever, but he's it's just you get the emotion part, mm-hmm. like just the pure emotion part from him. And at the and he he says something about um when mrs thomas or mrs brewer, brewer. i guess now um is takes him into the vet and he says make oh, sure i started crying so hard <laughs> make sure to give him a pet on his on his nozzle yeah. Or on his soft nozzle. And I was like, I lost it. And Christy's like, he meant his muzzle. And I was like, oh, I got his little soft nozzle. I just lost my shit. I kept hugging my dog. She was, and he, okay, so y'all have heard Piper. You've heard her jangle. You've heard her breathe. My dog is lovely and sweet and wonderful. And she is, she is a creature unto herself. And if you are sick, this is the dog you want around. But day to day, fuck, you only touch her if she wants you to. 
So she must have known that I was, because I was like tearing up and I was like, oh. I could. So the fact that my dog was letting me literally spoon her, you know shit got real. Because Piper will take a paw and physically push you away. It's true. It's <laughs> happened to everybody. It's happened to everybody. Like, if this is her world, we just live in it. Yeah. And like, I was thinking about too, like, Christy's what, 13? And she says so, they yeah. got him right after she was born. So this is the late 80s, early 90s. That's really old for dogs then. Especially like, a collie. Especially like, a, a collie. Like now people basically take care of their dogs the same way they take care of their children. So dogs are living longer. Like so this I is also a book. Like it's also a book, but I'm also th- but I'm also putting myself in like that time period. I don't think I knew a 12, 13 year old dog until mm. fairly recently. And like now, like there's some lady who pushes her her almost twenty year old golden retriever around in what's the equivalent of like a red flyer thing because he's still kicking, but he wants to go out and visit his friends, but he can't really walk, so he just comes out to pee and she pushes him around. Like this is yeah. where we're at. So I'm just like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was a lot, and that was kind of, I guess, technically that's the subplot, but. Weirdly, but I feel like it's kind of the A plot. As a dog person, it was my A plot. Well, but I think it's to me, it's almost the A plot because it goes through the whole thing. It's I feel like often the subplots we kind of drop and pick up mm-hmm. throughout the whole book. This one seemed to be like woven in as it's almost like there were two, there was one A plot that kind of had two. Yeah. Like bits to it, because part of the reason that the snobs, Shannon and I forget the other one's Amanda? name, it was something super. Yes, Amanda. Um, Amanda, who kept telling everyone her kitten, her cat cost $400. $400. It's like a oh. white Persian cat. He cost $400. I was like, and the, the you're fountain, like a Bond villain. And the fountain in their hallway was $2,000. I was like, child a lot about the two thousand um but when they first encounter each other so one of the big is louis i think like he'd been sick or something like his furs kind of matted and he had gone they had taken him to the vet because he had walked into a table when he was trying to go to christy so they started noticing that he was going blind yeah so anyone who's taken their dog to the vet knows that sometimes depending on how much they poked and prodded there's that medical vet smell on them yes <laughs> and and so basically christy's got this dog that is old and probably not like super spry looking smelling like the vet his hair has not been perfectly brushed right now and they start judging her and him for it mm-hmm. and and they have this Bernese mountain dog and you know it's all very like eh, my dog is better because blah 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 and yes which I realize some uh again jumping to the end spoiler Christy's nemesis Shannon in this ends up not being so much of a dick and ends up giving them a dog that is from the litter of her Burmese mountain dog and I noticed an inconsistency with the mysteries because in the mysteries they said it was their lab puppy. Oh, good. I enjoy when we've caught the mysteries out in a... I mean, 
I'm not going to lie. I'd probably like a lab puppy better, but that's fine. Anyway, it's continue. Fine. Sorry. Um, so that's like a piece of it. So that's why I feel like it's not entirely a separate plot. It's kind True. of like a woven together piece of it because Louis is kind of this key to the differences between Christy, who's in her jeans and turtleneck and a sweatshirt, and these other girls who are in their little, you know, private school uniform plaid skirts and and all of that. There is, and it's not just from like the snobs, it's even from like Christy's explanation of herself and other babysitters where they equate Christy not being into clothes with Christy not growing up as much. And yes. it's starting to drive me fucking batty. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. It's a trope that is just starting to annoy me. Because what you dress like and what you're into does not make you more mature because you don't want to go to the fucking mall. Sure. I will say I feel like Christy, it's not so what the where where I kind of get eh, so many words to so put together. It's hard. We um, all have COVID brain. It's true. Um what I get is Christy's wearing that stuff because that's what she's always worn because that's what her her mom has given her. And mm -hmm. it's not so much that like so the not growing up part is just the she hasn't formed her own ideas about what she wants to wear. And I think I'm probably reading too much into this. Yeah. And it's probably more along the lines of what you're you're thinking, but to me it's like if this goes where it's like, if Christy's like, no, this is what I want to wear and I'm fine with this and I've chosen, I like this, that's fine. But it, I get, I don't get the sense that she's like, I'm the growing up part to me is the, is the deciding what you want to look like. And that's what's missing is like, she's just kind of like Marianne was going along, going along. And Marianne was like, I don't like this. And that kind of started the Marianne is growing up idea. I think it's because she keeps talking about how much she likes playing fucking softball. And I grew up Do you playing, like so playing softball. Shocking. I did. I played the softball. Um, but I knew a lot of girls like that, I think. And I think that's what's coloring it is like, mm. I knew a lot of girls that just didn't, that wasn't their thing. They never cared about it. And it wasn't about like, choosing what they liked it just wasn't what they were into but it did never reflected how mature they were sure because some of them i would say were more mature than people who i was friends with that were not the sporty girls who you know would dress more trendy but they were the trendy girls were considered more mature more you know, on their way to becoming a woman. And right. it's like, I I just and don't I get think everyone's that. into that. And I also I say this that. as somebody who played softball and is very into what I put upon my person. Right. And I think <laughs> like, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to wear from like, I don't know, age four. That doesn't mean I was mature. Like I had yeah. very strong opinions. I got into fights with my mom in the morning in like, second third grade because i had nothing to wear literally <laughs> those words came out of my mouth i have nothing to wear i can't i can't 
I can't go to school. <laughs> I, Anyone that knows me is not surprised right now. I I am not, and I wish I was a fly on the wall when Tiny Nell was telling your mother that. I, I mean, I can't say anything. I also wanted to pick my own clothes, and it got so bad that my mother was like, you would just pick the craziest stuff and put it together. But she was like, I would just give you three options, and that seemed to suffice for a while. Because she was just like, you were just yourself <laughs> i and like i think my mom probably wished i would have put on like i i'm pretty sure i was just walking around in like pajamas being like i refuse to get dressed because i i don't have anything to wear <laughs> this closet full of clothes is not appropriate i think i would just pair things that my mother would just not find and to this day, she's like, Ugh. And I don't, you would wear cowboy boots and shorts. And I'm like, Mom, I still wear cowboy boots and shorts. I don't, I don't know. You've, you've honed like, your, well, your style very early. And she's like, well, and sometimes it was snow boots. And I was like, okay, I'll give you the snow boots. I'm like, but yep. they were very cute boots. And to this day, I will wear boots in the Florida summer because they go with my outfit. Look, you just sometimes. It's crazy. You, you just, just sometimes need, you just sometimes need a boot. Yeah. Just need a boot. So would 12-year of you liked the book? Yeah. I mean, I think 12-year-old me also would have been very, very sad about Louie. 12-year-old me would have hated the book. Hated it. Because the dog died. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. She would have hated it because the dog died. And she would have hated it because those girls were being really mean. And they were being really snobby. And why is anybody telling this? Christy, she has to go make new friends. She already has friends. Why does she have to be nice to these people? That's what 12-year-old me would think. Mm -hmm. Adult me would be like, well, yeah, maybe you should make a little bit of effort. Sure. And maybe sure. not be a raging bee yeah. no, to she them was... just because so, they were wearing. I think we should also <laughs> touch on the, so they meet at the bus stop. And then Christy also has gotten the aforementioned, um, uh, babysitting job from the people in the neighborhood whose names I can't remember right now. It's it's Karen's friends, the Papadakises. Yes. yes. They have olive Which, skin. I just I was remember like, that. I also <laughs> I also remember her, they called Claudia exotic again. Yes. And I was like, no. But, but there was no mention of the <laughs> of almond eyes. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. Halfway there, Anne and Martin. We're halfway, halfway there. there. Yeah. Oh my god. But yes, the Papadakises have olive skin. Yes. But they're very nice. And basically Christy makes a point to say if you if you didn't know that they had money because they lived in this neighborhood and they have a big house, yeah. you wouldn't know that they had money. They're you know, the kids are fun, they're not snobby, like they're all They like to dress up their tiny dog in the newborn's clothes. And the turtles, apparently. And the turtle. And that was the funny thing to me. So it's it's Noodle and one is – the dog is Noodle and the other is – like they have just kind of like goofy <laughs> pet names yeah. instead of um, the other dog. I can't remember any of these names. But um, the they all – you know, so like she's babysitting for that family. And then what she realizes is Shannon, the – um, Amanda is the younger one, I think. And Shannon yeah, is basically like the lead snob. 
And she ends up actually babysitting for Amanda and her brother. Yes. And so, but what we learn is that Shannon is also a babysitter and she has babysat for um, the families in the neighborhood. And so she and Christy get into this like prank war where she and it's like, like mean shit. It's really mean. And like, and, and in a way where I was like, oh, geez, like Shannon at one point orders like, it's also you couldn't do this these days. Like I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like this does this part does not hold up in 2020, where literally she orders like a pizza or a bunch of pizzas. She orders like a bunch of pizzas, and which- she has them delivered to Christy at the house where she's babysitting at Amanda's house. Yes, and so Christy opens the door. And the pizza delivery guy is like, hey, I have an order for Christy Thomas. And Christy's like, I didn't order that. And then she realizes, oh, it's Shannon. So, and this was very smart of her. She was like, oh, I'm not Christy Thomas. You want the Christy Thomas that lives at this address. This is what she looks like. Absolutely. You should go deliver those pizzas over there. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. But because I actually think you might be able to get away with this if the delivery man was dumb today. Well, yes. Or yes. woman. I don't want but, to discriminate. You can be a deli- the delivery person. But it's rare these days that you can have a delivery without paying for it first. Because true. that was the thing that is true. she yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to get paid. So she was like, no, go over there. And Shannon is like, oh, She's outsmarted me. And so she has to pay this guy because he's like, you ordered five pizzas. You have to give me the money. Um, pizza. Not I know, right? Um, so they go back and forth. And then at one point, Shannon she, calls, she calls and is like, the house is on fire. Yeah. And the Papa Dacus kids are like, where's Noodle? And they're freaking out, which... Christy, of I mean, course, I'm like you're babysitting and someone is like, the house is on fire. Absolutely. Cri- you're going to grab those kids and get out of there. I also love that Christy was like, this is what we've been training for. She didn't say it exactly like that, but that's basically what she said. And I was like, they've been doing oh. like army crawls <laughs> through the backyard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. But really, like, yeah. So all these things happen with Christy and the snobs. But really, the main story here is that. Louis just keeps deteriorating. Yeah. There's like an incident in the kitchen where like he can't make it outside. He can't make it outside and his back legs start to not work great, which is horrible. Yeah. And they're like running around like and they do what honestly I think any people who have a pet because they do become like a part of your family. They've got like three different people running him to the vet multiple times a day to get shots. Yeah. Like. Like, they it's, rearrange their schedules. The whole family rearranges their schedules so that they can take him to the vet twice a day. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Like, and he hates the vet. And, you know, it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It was sad, but, like, it was very, like, this is what you do if, you know, if this is yeah. your pet and they're in pain and you want to make them better and... Oh God, Piper got so many hugs, so many hugs. She was She's just, rolling her eyes right now, like, "Oh God, are you gonna hug me again?" Kind of, kind of. Um, where where so, are you on the the wine front? Do you need a Do you need a refill? I need a refill. Should we take a wee break? Let's take a wee break. Okay. 
She's walking away is what she's, she's like. Doing. You're going to hug me when you take that break, aren't you? So what was the most surprising part of the book for you? This, I think the most surprising part of the book for me was how quickly they got a dog after Louie died. Yes. But this is also my theory on dogs. Like, this is going to sound real bad. Piper is eight. She's going to be nine mm-hmm. in March. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to get another dog. She's going to live until like... I'm going to, we should make a pool. I'm going to go 16 or 17. She's going to live a while, but I need her while she's still spry Mm -hmm. to train the other dog. Mm -hmm. I am fine if I have a whole succession of like totally cray crays. But like she behaves in a manner for the most part that I appreciate. Sure. So like I need her to. Get the others in line. Yes. She'll hate it, but it'll be good for me. Yeah. My great aunt um, had a, like throughout her life, had a series of dogs, not um, sometimes they overlapped, sometimes they didn't, but she basically had um, two names. So she had Lady, and I think, because I only knew Lady, um, but before that, and then before she'd gotten Lady, there was a a big gap, but I think my mom told me, I think it's Lady and Queenie, and and so, so that she'd was kind of she'd kind of like swap. So like sometimes she would have a lady and a queenie, and then like, and then lady if lady went, then like she would. I don't know. It was kind of it was. I mean, easy to remember, but, but definitely easy to remember. And I think I need to specify: it's not just that they got the dog so soon. It was it was also tied to the Shannon coming around thing and Chrissy coming around to Shannon. Yes. So, that all really started happening because Karen and Christy admit it was probably Watson, but yes. Karen needs a win. The other Karen that we like. Um, Karen Brewer. It's Karen Brewer. Need, let's have a funeral for Louie. And I do enjoy, too, that all of this, Christy keeps saying that her older brothers, they're just going to, like, make the gravestone because they don't really want to deal. They're they're too old for a, a pet funeral. I'm like, no, they're not. They feel. No. They're, like, every, 15 and 16 or 13 this and 16. Is, or, and honestly, like, no matter how. This is, like, another sibling to them. They all have this dog. Like, so Karen, not only does she plan the funeral. Of course. <laughs> she invites all of the neighborhood kids, which include Shannon and Amanda the you can say a lot of things about Karen. Karen is nothing if not inclusive. Karen will, like, <laughs> she does not care. Like, she for as not. weird as that child is, She's she doesn't so hold weird. a grudge. She, no. She's just like, yeah, like, we need people. Like, come on. Let's we, all we, come in. We all love Louie. They love their pets. Let's. Yeah. So it was really shannon and the snobs coming to louis funeral and genuinely being heartfelt and upset that this pet has passed and even saying i don't know what would happen if i can't remember what the burmese mountain dog but it was something like mrs mcmufferson lady of the world it had like three names yeah it did i don't have it i think i have the book maybe i'll look like but, it but was yeah, that. so she like she 
it's a very human moment because mm-hmm. it's basically like it doesn't matter after her being a jerk about my pet is better because it's purebred and yours isn't, which is so stupid because Louie is a collie. I know I said that before and I, I want to reiterate do, we love all dogs. I don't care whether it's purebred or a but mutt But they do or make whatever. it sound like Louie is a mutt and I'm like, he's a collie. A, I'm very like, confused. Yeah, like you want to buy a purebred collie versus a purebred Bernese mountain dog. I'm pretty sure they're going to be about the same amount of money. Anyway, um, ultimately it becomes, it doesn't matter if I'm being snobby about my dog. A, a pet's a pet. We love them. And, and she recognizes, Shannon recognizes and kind of says, I don't know what I would do if that were my dog. And, you know, I can see how much like You're much Louis better means for you. finding things than I am. I don't even know where to look. Oh, my God. I didn't look at the scrapbook at the end. They're, the pictures aren't meaning anything anymore. They're just repeating they, the same ones. They aren't, but I forgot about the one about, like, Christy on the big wheel, and it was very cute. Yes. Yes. Um, Damn it. I wish I could find this name. Oh, found the dog's name. Great. Okay. So the dog's name is Astrid of Grenville. Yes, yes. And and here was the funny thing, because they were like, at some point, Christy was like, Astrid is a girl? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, what? How does she not know Astrid is 100% a lady name? Yes, except maybe she was really into comics and was into Asterix. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I actually like the name Astrid. And I, I can't say anything because Astrid of Grenville. Mm. My dog over the years has obtained many names and now her full name is Piper Lee Barrymore. Sure. I named her Piper. Scott added the Lee. And our friend Sam added Barrymore because she's dramatic. I'm pretty sure that Astrid of Grenville came with that name. Probably. Probably. If she's a Burmese mountain dog that they're breeding, probably. Yes. yes. Piper Lee Barrymore of Mutt Variety and the Rescue just grew into that name. I mean, she found it for herself. Can you please stop licking the carpet? Thank you. That's sometimes, directed at Piper, just everybody. Some, sometimes, as smart as we are, we're, we're not, not so that. Smart. We're not no. that smart. At least she's starting to learn to back away from the microphone. That's good. Anyway. So so what was the surprise? Was that the same surprising for you? Or was no, different? the surprising part for me was that Louis died. Because I totally, mm. I think I had not read this book. And... And so I don't know why, like, it just, like, you had even said it. And I was like, nope, like, dismiss or that right Or you put right it out, out of, of your hand. memory. Maybe I put it out of my memory. Um, but, like, so it wasn't so surprising because it came quickly because it was very apparent, very quick that he mm-hmm. was ill. And so I was like, oh, this is going to go. And. I think I was just like, it was denial because I was halfway through the book. Like, well, maybe he's just going to be sick for another couple of books. And then we're going to get to the like Louis dies book. And I'll know that it's happening ahead of time. So, so you were David Michael and I was Christy. Yes. (laughs) It's tough. It's really tough. 
Uh, like I think animals weirdly are harder than people. What yes. are you doing? <laughs> she's sensing your well, no, now she's gone. For like three seconds, she was sensing your grief. And then literally, <laughs> literally pulled pulled herself away like I was harming like, her. Like whites of the eyes, like, ooh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> That's my dog. She's she special. is adding like some good color commentary as much as one who can't talk can add. She's yeah. something. She but is yeah, it's yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. What? It's fine. We're just moving. She on. just she just found some sort of chew thing that I mm. thought I got rid of. Surprise. It's been Surprise. under the chair the whole time. Yep. Um what was the most expected part for you? The expected part for me, and I think this is going to be for a lot of these books, is that in the end, Shannon's fine. Like, mm. that it gets resolved, that yeah. she's actually not really a snob. She was actually just kind of annoyed that she thought Christy was honing in on her territory. And we but should it's also... Fine now. Yeah, and we should also mention, so they end up, once they kind of realize that she has been she Shannon has been babysitting in the neighborhood and you know all of that the rest of the babysitters are like well should we ask her to be a part of the club and so that goes really quickly and they end up making her an associate member like Logan because mm -hmm. she's like wow like you guys do all of that like it, that takes so much commitment and Christy's like well it's not commitment if you love it like it was total cheeseball like it's yeah. not a job if you love it and so it just it did resolve itself very neatly you wonder what else we didn't talk about that was actually sort of surprising that I felt like was just sort of a throwaway but I know becomes more important later on that Jeff Don's brother yes. is having like issues like yes. acting out issues saying that like he wishes he lived with his father like getting trouble in school and, and like and don is like having a really hard time dealing with it like chronologically this isn't too far from summer vacation and don and jeff both went back to california for the summer right and so she's like it was great but it seems to have like triggered something in Jeff where he was like, he misses California and he misses their dad so much more than she, or on a different level than she yeah. does. Um, not more or less, or, you know, everyone kind of deals with things differently, but yeah, he's acting out. He's being like a total, I mean, again, he's probably what, like 11. I think they say he I think he's is. like 10 or 11. He's the same age as the... Some of the Pikes. The Pike triplets. And, and I think they're like 10 because I think Mallory's 11 or 12. And that's part of his thing is like, you know, their mom leaves them alone, but technically Don is babysitting. And he's like, I don't need a babysitter. I'm too old for a babysitter. And he won't listen to her in the same way yeah. that he used to. And, and the mom is still dating the trip man. Which I, okay, I realize like I do have some problems switching my brain between narrators because for whatever reason, when they started talking about the trip man, I was like, oh my God, the trip man is now dating 
a different mom. And then I <laughs> had to not. stop and think about he's it. And not. I was like, oh, no, it's the same. And I do think some of that was from the, like, going to the mysteries. Yes. And that we know, like, yeah. And I think but some of it was it- just really, like, my brain for a minute was like, well, this is, like, I don't know, soap opera land. I think what's also crazy, too, for me, because even though when these books started coming out, I was still too young to even know how to read. Sure. But even when I started reading them when I got older, I wasn't reading them as quickly as we are. So to me, yes. like Louis passing was like, it happened years after I started reading the books, not yes. months. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and, well, and, clearly, and I think as we've discussed Clearly before, this book has had a deep impact on my life that I don't remember a lot of the books that I read, but I've been telling you since the beginning, I'm not going to be able to handle it in the book where the dog dies. Like this book more so than any of them has stuck with me because the dog dies. And I think <laughs> in some ways, I think I blocked it out a little bit. Um, but also I think because you've been saying that so much that I was for whatever reason, reason expecting a title that was like, the dog He's dies. Dead. Christy and the dead <laughs> dog. Like, and I think so this is a little insight into my brain. So my entire life, it's gotten a little better as I've gotten older. Around my birthday, which is September 5th, in case anyone cares. Or wants also, to send presents. What also coincided right around the time school would start in where I grew up in New Jersey. And as for as long as I can remember, around my birthday... I have had panic attacks. It, I don't have panic attacks anymore, but when I was little, I would have like straight up panic attacks about death around my birthday because I don't have enough time. There's so many things I want to do. Like it was just such a thing. So I have this problem where like I think about death a lot now in less of a freaked out way. Like it's just the more natural Karen course Brewer of life. Way. More in a Karen Brewer way, more of like you know, as I've been studying yoga more and whatever, because literally when you lie in Shavasana, sorry, everyone, you're preparing for death. Just letting you know. Or taking Um, a nap. It's cool. It's fine. So the books that talked about death really stuck, because I know Mimi dies too. These are the things that that I remember. Yeah. Because I'm also the person where for whatever God knows what fucking reason, when someone says somebody and if they're dead, the first thing I go is they're dead. So from like sure. here on out, anytime someone says Sean Connery, I'm just gonna go there. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Alex Trebek. He's dead. Like so the and it's these are because of that. Like I just internalized it, and I really genuinely have a harder time with animal death than I do with human death. And I think that there's something fucked up about that. No, I don't. I don't think there is. I think a lot of people are like that because. I think humans humans are able to to rationalize. And so in even in literature you get a death scene. You get people mm-hmm. who are able to have that last word before they die. You have people who are able to recognize that they're dying or I mean even if it's a big tragedy like there's a there's something about it that's a bit more this is going to sound bad because I love animals, but like there's something that's a bit more sentient about a human death. 
And you also like, yeah. and so animals, animals are also, I think, especially in literature, often portrayed, except for like Cujo, portrayed as like an innocent and, you know, it's, it's rare that you're going to write about like, quite honestly, it's rare that you're going to write about a dog or an animal that lived to the ripe old age and then just died in their sleep peacefully. Like, right, and I know a dog that that happened to, and I'm so happy that it happened for her that way because, like, literally, like, everyone she loved, she ate from – this is – we're talking – Megan, we're talking about Coco. I'm really sorry because I get emotional every time I think about it. But, like, that's how I want all sentient creatures to go. Yes. Like, literally, for the st- moon and stars align that this – Beautiful, wonderful creature that taught my dog how to bark and literally taught my dog how to be a motherfucking dog because Piper's nuts. Like, somehow everything happened that, like, Megan's mom was home. I happened to come over. Piper came over. Like, she saw all of her people. Megan didn't realize it, but she even, like, said goodbye to Megan in her own way. And she just passed peacefully. I wish that for every living creature. Absolutely. I really do. Absolutely. Like, but there's, And that dog was my heart and my soul and I cry and I'm tearing up because I can't because I can't. But, but there's like, something there's there, there's not there's no drama in that. And there's so, no drama in that, but I also feel like that's also usually how you think about like people going. Right. And where they get to say goodbye. And then I think about, like, you're putting a dog to sleep. Now we're getting, like, real fucking into it. And I'm sorry. This is a heavy episode. But the dog died, guys. The dog fucking died. It's true. They got a new dog. Her name is also Shannon. That was a problem. It was. But I also kind of get it because, like, when I was a kid and I had, like, hamsters, it was named Tiffany because the woman at the pet shop was named Tiffany and I liked her. So I kind of got where David Michael was going. But... (laughs) Sure. Like, I think about, like, I, you logically know, Louis is not doing well. He can't function on his own. The right thing to do is put him down. Yes. We don't fucking do that with people. We just let them linger. Well, some states do. True. So then I started thinking about that after reading this book. And I was like, Jesus. Yes. Shit's getting real in the babysitter's club. Yes. I'm now going to bring up. The traumatizing book of my childhood, speaking of dog deaths. There's so many traumatizing. Where the red fern grows. Oh my god, that was traumatizing. Traumatizing! Trauma. There's so many so dead like, dogs that traumatize me. It, that's the one that, like, in the way that this clearly imprinted on your soul, I can't, like... No. 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 No, that, thank you. I, I will no, say that that one no, is and no. I'm literally just hitting my chest once you more. Can hear it. No. Yeah. It like and I think that's that's one of the things of like it's the it's the um what's the word? It's the fact that animals have this love for their people that in a way that that's very uncomplicated in a way and and particularly dogs yes in a way that um 
that human relationships are not. And so I think sometimes when you're portraying a human dying, Mm -hmm. there's always like, you can be, it's almost like Mother Teresa is a figure of love. And I'm sure that woman had like, three negative thoughts about another human being in her lifetime. I guarantee you she had more than zero because you can't go through life without thinking negative thoughts about somebody. But like, and so in a way, her death is a little bit more drama free because it's the next step. Like it's all very joyous of Mm -hmm. like, this Mm -hmm. is what she wanted her life to be. And and there was meaning and, you know, it's all like peace and love and like whatever. And they're like, okay, that's kind of boring. Like, I'm not saying Mother Teresa's life is boring, but like, you know what no. I mean? Like yeah. the passing of somebody who has a the passing of a human who has unconditional love towards every other human on the planet mm-hmm. is real boring. It's lovely and it's it's nice, but like... People write stories about it, but like, it's not, eh, but a story about an animal that has unconditional love toward every other creature, there's something about it that just like rips your heart out. I've now talked shit about Mother Teresa. You like, have, but I feel like that's on brand and I just keep saying to myself, this is not helping us as white women. God, we can't even support other white women. <laughs> I don't think Mother Teresa was white. Was she? I thought she was. Where is she from? I don't know. Hold, please. Let's look it up. I thought... You might have to cut this. I thought she was... Did she just work in India and was not Indian? I think she just Was she a problematic white woman? <gasps> Are we she's, making... No, she's from Macedonia. So she's white. She's white. She's Eastern European. So what we're discovering here is Mother <laughs> Teresa is a problematic white woman. Anyway, Does dogs. the book hold up in 2020? The book holds up in 2020 because dogs. Yes. Because dogs. And, and snobs. You, and, and snobs. Dogs Not feeling snobs. like you belong. And But like particularly dogs. Like if you think about it, I think what makes the whole dog death thing and other pets, you're raising your hand, go ahead. But dogs? Dogs. But dogs. Dogs. Because dogs, really. It's just dogs. Like, for real. Like, no other animal, though, have we domesticated as humans as long as we have dogs. Horses. Like, horses, yes. But I think, really, even before horses, it was dogs. They've been sure. with us. the whole This whole human sure. experience. Well, yes, they were hanging around before they were, like, yeah, taken so care whole, of by us. This whole human experience. Girl, no girl, girl. She's real. She wants to talk about being taken care of by the campfire. She's not used to my new neighbor's noises. So we, even though she's met him and now smelled him, he's real. He wasn't wasn't real before. It well, I just I didn't see him for a couple days, and I thought someone was trying to break into the apartment. Squatters, but clearly I didn't think it was that bad enough that I alerted anybody. He's very nice. Does he have a dog? He he doesn't, but Piper seems to like him, so she he's fine. 
but she doesn't know his noises yet anyway. But like, so they've been with us on this whole journey, yes. right? Of humanhood. Of humanhood. We made them. They're, I don't know if we made them. They came along for the fucking ride. I have a thought it's, when you're done. <laughs> it's okay. Say your thought. I don't know if my thought has more except just like, I love other animals. Like I love horses. I love cats. I love all the animals. Sometimes I feel really guilty about eating them. But then I think about how my dog would eat them and then I go, uh. But like. So so it holds up in 2020? It holds up in 2020 because dogs. And they've been with us on this journey of life since we were in a different age that I can't think of right now because I haven't eaten a lot today. I had two glasses of wine. Dogs. Holds up because of dogs. Should we wildly speculate about the next Yes, we absolutely should. Um, Uh, Which I bought, by the way, so don't buy it. Oh, do you know the title? I I do. It's Claudia and something. Hold, please. It's been a while since we read a Claudia. I know. Well, I guess this is our first Christy book. Well, no, Christy's mom got married. Oh, we read Mean Janine. I guess it hasn't been that long. Just keep talking because I need a couple more minutes to finish. So when you search... Claudia and the new girl. Claudia and the new girl. Oh, there's a tagline on the cover. What is it? Well, if Kindle would not be a jerk, I could tell you. (laughs) Claudia might give up the BSC, and it's all the new girl's fault. (gasps) Wah, wah, wah. I can't see what I'm doing, so tell me where I need to show you this tagline. No, I see it. There's Claudia's with a redheaded child, so he's Mm -hmm. clearly Satan. Yep, or a pirate. And another, or probably a pike. The pikes are insane, and I'm so sorry. Um, Please tell me about her outfit, because it's amazing. Okay, so she's got what looks like Timberland boots on. Absolutely. Um, Knee socks that she's got, like, scrunched down to mid-calf. Hot. A pink skirt that goes just below her knees. It's got, like... Light pink panel in the front and then a darker pink in the back. It's what a, I would call a like a hippie holly hobby skirt. Yeah. And like she's got a chunky brown belt and like a white tee that she's rolled up the sleeves and she's super blonde. I'm pretty Why is sure. blonde? Because it's Connecticut. That's true. So I'm just going to jump in with my wild speculation. Oh, wait. Can we talk about Claudia's facial expression? Can you see it? Claudia actually looks like she's got, like, shit in her mouth. Yes. It's a total, like, mm, I don't know about this. Um, I, Claudia also might be wearing a tiara. Oh, this is totally random. But did you see that the Miami Marlins? Yes! A lady! We got a, a lady, lady who's a general manager! I'm so excited. I was and so excited. did you read her bio? She's no, legit. I didn't. So, I haven't read her bio. I just saw that it was a lady and I got real excited. Yes. Her name is Kim and I'm, I'm potentially going to butcher her last name. Her last name is spelled N-G, which I believe is pronounced close to because you know it's not real, but I believe it's pronounced close to like ing. Or something. Yes, that's how I was reading it, but I could 
be wrong. And she, so she's been working um, in the executive office of Major League Baseball, but she has been assistant GM at various clubs. So she's got like legitimate. Yes. Like her resume is like I read the New York Times article about it and I was like, damn, girl. This yeah, is no, a long time coming for you. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. I'm we got so a woman excited. VP. We've got a woman. Like, I was just like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. This Next and stop, then- coach. Next stop, player. Yeah. I mean, baseball is the sport. It really is. I mean, it, it's really. It is the sport where a woman could get in there. I mean, I mean, most pitchers are fat. I was literally just going to say that. Like, have you seen successful pitchers? Like, they're overweight, middle-aged men. Like, come on. If, like, a come dude on. that has a beer belly... The only thing I will say is successful pitchers are often very tall. So I feel like true. they need, like, like a volleyball type body mm-hmm. or like a swimmer yeah. type body um i'd be interested to see definitely who- infield definitely infield catcher catcher 100 percent. like but anywhere in the infield seriously <gasps> shortstop there's gonna be a lady shortstop and it's gonna be amazing well because if you think about it even if you like played softball the outfield in like major league baseball you could definitely throw that distance in the infield and i would yes. guarantee you even some of those women in oh, the outfield, could absolutely could throw play. them the same as the outfield. Yes, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's the sport. If we're and you know what, America's pastime needs a refresh. Absolutely, and like, oh, we're gonna ladies. change the rules. We're gonna like make it faster. Maybe just put some ladies in there. Just put some ladies. I actually don't need baseball faster. I like that it's slow. I like yes. that I eat ma- millions of hot dogs. We've discussed oh, my love for Daryl Strawberry. We actually Ice tried cream. faster because Daryl Strawberry just did so much coke. He tried to go faster. Ice cream and tiny tiny helmets. Oh my god, ice cream and tiny helmets makes my life. I need COVID to be over because I need more ice cream and tiny helmets. This has taken a turn. We haven't even wildly speculated. We just started talking about lady baseball. Okay. So Claudia and the new girl. Clearly, this new girl is like a hippie that smells like patchouli. And clearly. she's leaning into She may be my neighbor. Downstairs. She might be. Um, she may have she may put up a, a pool, pool in, the in the backyard and refuse. Above ground. We need ab- to talk about that it's above ground. It's not even above ground. It's a pool made out of like PVC piping and a tarp. Accurate. That is accurate of what my neighbor put in our backyard. And then also when the pool was deemed eh, 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 decided glitter on the lawn was the way to go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that lady as an adolescent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is moving in on, on Claudia and being like, hmm, I can sense that I can bewitch and beguile you with my patchouli and she's trying to like pull claudia away from the babysitters because she's artistic those are the air quotes again and she's like um that's really lame you you know you should really focus on your art and Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. is like what makes your heart like just glow (laughs) and like i don't know what you're doing like you're just wasting time with these children you really need to focus on your art can i wrap your hair 
Do you remember hair wraps? I may have had a hair wrap. I I tried to give myself a hair wrap, but I did not realize that like you literally just wrapped it. And I think I did some like lanyard type stitch and literally sewed the string into my hair. And it had well, to you be have off. to do some kind of anchor, otherwise it just you do falls out. But I did like knots. I knotted string around my hair. No, that's. And I have curly hair, so it was a mess. I had to be cut off. I had a tiny bald spot. Also. <laughs> would you like to wildly speculate? I would. Your face when I said I had a tiny bald spot was amazing. This is also not the first time I had hair-related incidents as a child. I also managed to get my hair stuck in the train of my... Um, Sesame Street alphabet train where you hooked up the letters and the train went around it. I had really long hair and I was bending over the said train set and the the hair the train just went over my hair and it got tied up in the wheels and that had to be removed. Um one of my favorite toys as a child was um you know how like they had like uh like the wooden dogs with like on wheels that you could mm-hmm, pull. Mm-hmm. Well, so it wasn't a dog. It was Oscar the Grouch and his, um, his trash can had wheels and the, the, the leash that was on it had a bulb at the end. Of and course when you, did. when you squeezed it, Oscar popped up. That <laughs> was one amazing. of my favorite toys. That's amazing. I also cut my own hair and told my mother, my dollies did it. Hmm. And she yeah. told Did me. Did she believe you? Well, she. I. I remember getting the message of, "Well, please tell your dollies if they ever cut your hair again, they will not be allowed to use scissors at craft time." I actually think that's an excellent parenting response. Arlene was a good mom. She's still a good mom. Yeah. No, banana but I, I think like banana crackers crazy. But she did not. Give away that she did not believe me. Right. She just, no, it's a, it's a great way to like keep kid like keep you feeling powerful, like not yes. feeling that she did but not also, diminish my power. But I also knew that this was not acceptable. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Hot take. Girl from Brooklyn knew how to parent a child. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, so my wild speculation, yes to everything you said, but mm-hmm. I'm going to up it with that she's like the niece of Morbid Destiny. <gasps> oh. Uh-huh. And she's uh-huh. getting uh, Claudia into like Wicca and witchcraft. Ooh. Yep. Yep. There's some pentagrams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, some um, burning of sage. Tons of sage burning. Yep. I mean, I do a lot of sage burning, particularly when Piper sees ghosts. Sure. That sounded so strange, but it's true. I'm sorry. We've exposed a lot of ourselves. There's been so much going on. So much. We're so white. It's fine. (laughs) A lot. Oh, God. We must. We must do better. Yeah. Help our Lord and Savior, Stacey Abrams, save our democracy one more time. And on that note. Hot, hot. Ossoff. What's his first name? I don't even remember. John. John. I mean, I, I mean, he's like a <laughs> like a a slim-hipped college town wavy-haired What is that? 
What is it? If, if like, people don't know what we're talking about, just go go look up John Ossoff oh, on the TikTok and it's, yeah, it's, learn about how he's not just a pretty face. It turns out like, huh, kind of hot. He and I are, he is a year younger than me. <laughs> that makes me a little ill, but that's fine. It is. It should make you ill. It should make you ill. It's fine. It's but, fine. Yeah. It's Less ill thing. than that, like, 24-year-old dude that got elected to Congress from, like, he's, like, uber conservative Republican. Ugh. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it's moving on. Gross. Anyway. So that's our show. It was good. I think we had a time. We, we took did. it a journey. I'm sorry this one was a downer, but what did you expect? The dog died. The dog flipping died. The Poor dog Louie. died. Po po Louie. Poor Louie. 2020, man. The hits it, just keep on coming. We can't even God. escape it. That was the other thing. I was like listening, and we were both like, maybe we're going to make it through 2020 without the dog dying. Spoiler the alert. Dog, the dog died. The dog died. The, the dog died. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Join us next time when the dog won't die. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>